Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast episode. Looking at my phone to see what episode is. 194. Thank you all for tuning in, guys. Um, I'm joined today by Steve McNeil. It's a fantastic chat. We get really into it, nerding out over comedy and over games. So I'm going to keep the intro brief, but I'm going to mention that the the reaction to last week's Mother's Day special was overwhelming. Easily the biggest reaction I've had of the year, if not of all time. If you missed it, I did a Mother's Day special, which was my my mum talking about her mum. Me talking to my mum about her mum. And it, I, I said at the time, it might be my favourite one I've recorded. I didn't know how it'd be. I lined it up and I'd said to my mum, look, if it's a 10-minute one, it's a 10-minute one. Ended up being over 90 minutes, I think, and just absolute gold story after story it was a great time so i hope you all enjoyed that um we are brought to you as ever by speech development records.com um got tons of good stuff there the 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 new black denim jackets with the logos on the back and all that um we sold half of what we made in the first week which is insane i was expecting them to last a few months but of all of those sold three I had emails that the patches were coming off the back. Um, and that's a tiny percentage. It's only three. But because of that, we've taken them off sale briefly because I'm getting them all checked and making sure they're they're all okay or the rest are okay. Because, um, yeah, we like to put out high-quality stuff. It's annoying a few people. A few people are like, oh, they're not available anymore. Have they sold out? They've not sold out. But I need to make sure. they're, they're the, To be quite frank... They're the most I've spent on an item, and they're the most I've charged for an item because they're the most I've spent on an item. So I need to make sure that they're good quality, man. So we're just um, tweaking them to get them to the absolute peak. Everyone else has been delighted. I I wear mine all the time. The quality is insane. But as I said, there was a small percentage had an issue, so I'd rather take them all off and make sure we've got that issue nailed than uh, sell you guys poor quality stuff. But speechrelevantrecords.com is the place to go for all your merch. Um, if you're a fan of the podcast and you listen for free, in this podcast we talk a lot about the changing ways of earning, and Patreon is one of them, Twitch, all sorts of other stuff. I've chosen not to go the Patreon and Twitch route and stuff like that, but I hope, obviously I've got sponsors, so that, that, that covers some bills, but I hope that if you're into the podcast you'll go every now and then, and spend some money in the web store to support the uh, the free podcast that you get every week. So yeah, anyway, let's jump into this. It's a wonderful chat. Yeah, we get to nerd out, and we had a lovely time. And I can't I can't recommend go go eight bit enough. And I'm looking forward to catching Wi Fi wars. But we talk about all of that. So let's get into episode 194 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Steve McNeil. Right, um, I'm joined t- today by S- Steve McNeil. How are you? I am very, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is an exciting um, episode and conversation I've been looking f- f- forward to. And it's one where I need to rein myself in right. and make the episode actually about you and what you do rather than just 
let's talk about games because <laughs> I'm a big fan of of games gaming, and yeah, gaming, yeah. and I don't get to do as much of it as as I used to, but. Yeah, it's also a subject that I don't get, get to, get talk to about discuss much. And you, obviously, I heard of you initially from um, from Go Eight Bit, yep. Dara O'Brien's Go Eight Brit. He gets the he gets the, the name of the most famous one. So he gets the um, yeah. And I loved it. I think oh, I've I've kind of I feel at times that this podcast is sponsored by Dave <laughs> because I think Dave are really good. They. Dave and Comedy Central as well are recently yeah. kind of, I think, had a sit down and realised, right, people mainly watch us for repeats and reruns. Yeah. That might, that is that going to last? And they both started making original content. Yeah. And they both, I think, smashed out of the park. And yeah. I think Taskmaster, Go 8-Bit and, and, and Alan Davies, um, Untitled. Yeah, yeah. Are three of the most consistently enjoyable shows That's lovely. I've watched. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Go Eight Bit was one that just it, it came out of nowhere, and I was like. Well, that's that sounds like everything I'd enjoy, and then I watched <laughs> it. It was like, oh, oh, it is good. Oh, so, I'm glad. And so, how is that kind of? It's for people who don't know. It's a show that's. Yeah, so the the, yeah, the picture originally was comedians playing video games drunk in a cupboard when Perfect. we were doing it up at the Edinburgh Festival. So Amazing. it was in a shitty little room up at the Edinburgh Festival, midnight on a Friday and Saturday night, and it was it was genuinely. We were going to go and do a sketch show, and we didn't, because we, we had a pilot sitcom in development. It didn't, it didn't go anywhere, but we hadn't written our sketch show, because we were sketch double act. Yeah. And we just had this idea that maybe if we just got, you know, like comedy friends, like we had Josh Woody come up there the first year, you know, people like that, or funny yeah. people, um, if we got them drunk, handed them a controller and let them play Mario Kart and give each other grief, that would probably be enough of a thing that people would enjoy watching it. Yeah. And um, it'd just be fun, because Edinburgh's a long month, and it's, it's miserable. Well, that's one of the well. things that's great, because it strikes me as, and some of the best things in my opinion, are this, the shows that go on in Edinburgh that have primarily been made for the comedians. Yeah. So it's great that they get an audience, just, but there's, there's certain shows that you're like, I know I'm about a week in, I'm knackered yeah. and I need a break. And there's there's certain shows and a Brennan Burns and Colt yeah. Cabanas, yeah, yeah, the comedians watching wrestling, wrestling yeah. are uh, examples of that, where it's just, it doesn't have to be this big set performance, it's come and watch. And yeah, yeah, for yeah. comedians, it's generally going to be your mates there yeah. as as the show. It's, and it's all... It's, it's the one time in the year where we're, where we're all together. It's like, yeah. it's like yeah, you're at college for a month and, and we're all in yeah, the same yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think you are all doing your shows every day and you get the ups and downs of press or bad audi- you know, audiences and all the things. And a gig like that is so easy to book when you're in because actually you go, look, you're probably sick of doing your show and late night, you don't want to go and do late and live and get bottled off at 3am <laughs> yeah, could yeah. i get you drunk and let you play mario Kart yeah. for 10 minutes and yeah. it's it's sort of a no-brainer so we've done it, it go we did it at mccuncliffe comedy festival as well right um sort of around the way and it's just it it's never been an issue getting comedians to do it because yeah. it's so low pressure yeah it's, it's yeah. the lowest pressure and gamers generally make we don't really have any trouble at any of our live shows it's just the people it's self self selects so dickheads don't come to a video gaming show because they think it's for nerds. It's for nerds, yeah. And they're right. So yeah. all the nerds come and we're all nice to each other and have a nice time. And so you'll have, have a do... lovely, peaceful time there. Yeah. Exactly. It's the only gig at midnight on a Friday night in Edinburgh that isn't carnage, I should think. Yeah. It's, and it's lovely. It's one of those things, and we'll talk about this a lot, I think, because I want to talk about Twitch as well, because mm. Twitch is something that on paper you look at and go, who wants to watch people play computer games? Yeah. And if you go slightly further than that initial throwaway thought. You remember 
I've spent years watching my mates yeah. play video games, passing the controller, yeah, enjoying yeah. it. And I've had times recently where my mate Chris and my mate Mark had come over for, for certain games we're playing. Yeah. And there's been points that the bit I'm enjoying the least is the bit where I'm playing. Right, yeah. Because yeah. I've enjoyed, like, either, particularly with Doom, my mate Chris is a, a lot better at Doom than me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. enjoyable. You, just you go, want to see oh, the game and have you'll never go. get there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm all right at it, but I get more fun watching him smash it. Do it well, yeah. Than yeah. me go, oh, God, I've, I missed Doing the same I level 20 the double times jump again. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So there is something in that and Twitch. And then with Go 8-Bit, it takes it to a next level because... Uh, one of the great breakthroughs in comedy on TV, I think, was number one, the panel show, but more importantly, mm. the shooting stars realising that no one really cares who wins in yeah. a panel show. Yeah. And what Go 8-Bit does is cancel that because yes. everyone cares who wins on computer games. Yeah. If, if you're against mates, yeah. suddenly you care. Yeah, And that was what was, was kind of beautiful. On general, on a panel show, I've never remembered, other than... QI maybe because that's genuinely a bit highbrow and things but yeah, other than yeah. that you never pay attention to which team won and no, just stuff, things like it? that it's who said the funniest stuff yeah but also like people watching it but also the guests care as well like yeah. often people will go on the panel show and you just go well you know you get paid a few grand and I do yeah. a couple of hours and whatever and then it vanishes into the ether it's just disposable yeah. whereas you know Manford because he couldn't get he claimed he couldn't get the controls right on FIFA he could he was just <laughs> rubbish at it but he was genuinely angry and genuinely gutted because he knows for the next five years his family at every gathering are going to give him shit yeah. being rubbish at FIFA on the telly so it matters Daniel Sloss as well you know, like, the, like the big gamers that come to the show yeah. when you beat them they hate it and the the pressure comes on when you're in the team. So the team captains are you and Sam, mm-hmm. and you always have a, a guest one guest with each. You. Yep. And w- one point of the show is when they get to say or or pick their game, yep. the game that they love the most or they're the best at. Yeah. That's when the pressure is horrendous because yeah. that's the one you're presenting as your skill. And yeah, the reality yeah. is, the best people at every game are the people who played it loads and got brilliant at it. And the people who have n- never played it in their life, <laughs> that middle area is yeah. is a grey is a grey area because you've started to understand what you need to do to be good. So a little bit of knowledge is a goes thing. out the way exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you but you've not got to the skill level. So you've either got the luck and innocence of never playing it or the expertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you've presented a game as your game and then yeah. well, also, you don't also do well, good, the, it's the grief, heartbreaking. The grief they get as well is when they're on the show. <laughs> They'll they'll say you know I love this game like I think uh, Robert Webb from yeah. Mich- uh, Michelle Webb he um he picked Jetpack and he was actually good at it and he won that one but the point is he loved Jetpack when he was a kid but he's not played it for thirty of course years. so he gets grief if he's doing something wrong but you go well, why would he be good at it just because he loved something yeah Doesn't yeah mean he's like, you know I was probably quite good at hopscotch when I was yeah. at school but if you put me on one now I probably couldn't get my way around there but but that that is a thought process that takes a a single jump more than you might give in your thought to get to. So you will remember, I loved that game. I was amazing at it. Yeah, you yeah. won't then analyse, oh, I've not played it in I'm 20 look years. Like a prick on the telly. Yeah, yeah, you'll just think, oh, <laughs> I was amazing at that. It's like, yeah, but yeah. you've not you've not kept your skills up. Yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. do anything that you've not done in 20 years. I think <laughs> I can do that on TV in Obviously. front of other people. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really interesting one. I had a thing where on the last, on, on UFC two i'm a big fan of the ufc games yeah, because yeah. i'm a fan of the sport i'd played the first one and i'd got half decent right and i like on social media a bit of bravado so when the second one was coming out i said to people look i'm going to give my game a tag out you oh, can play hilarious. 
you will lose. But not only will you lose, I'll let you choose your fighter first, then I will choose my fighter based on one of their big real-life rivals, and I will beat you in the style of that fighter. So I really hyped it up. Everyone remembers that. No one remembers that by the end of that weekend of playing, I had a 50-50 record. (laughs) But because of the bravado, I'm going to beat you all. So the few times... I think think Scribus is incredible at UFC. The the few times it did pay off, and I beat someone in the exact way they'd beaten that person or something like that, it's like, wow. The times someone just clipped me and knocked me out, it was... That was fluke. That was fluke. That just happened. Yeah. So it was kind of... (laughs) It became part of it. But So how's it been transitioning it from... Mm. A fringe show, yeah. which is essentially, because again, the the crazy part there is you've kind of made that show. This is going to sound like an insult, but with zero ambition, because, <laughs> because the idea is that you're you're messing about with your mates. You've yeah. done it as an easier thing yeah, than, yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than going, oh, we're going to do this sketch piece at Edinburgh that we hope gets seen by the BBC and yeah. turned into a show or yeah. Channel 4 and so on and so forth you've gone oh let's just do something that we just enjoy yeah our career is over let's just get drunk and play video games and that's the one that then gets picked up yeah. so you've then got when that- we were we were done me and Sam were done when yeah. we did that show yeah yeah. yeah. so so what was the case that you'd kind of just kind of you'd, you'd, you'd talk because Edinburgh is notorious for for the corpses of comedians yeah. as such especially the- sketches as well like, try, like yeah. try to get a sketch show away is almost impossible there's so, there's so yeah. many incredible comedians from when we were doing sketch that are now just not doing anything because they just couldn't get anything away um and we were at that point we'd done we did when when we started doing it we agreed we'd do three edinburgh's and we try to you know get somewhere by then and the third show got long listed for the comedy award because you sort of get a whisper if you do yeah and then it didn't get shortlisted right and i think if we'd have got shortlisted that might have given us that little bump to get our names around a bit more into the thing but we just fell slightly short and then this sitcom opportunity came up at the bbc and and um we thought, okay, well, we best invest heavily in that. But that sort of swallowed our time. So for a very small amount of money to option an idea, which is actually based on a sketch, um, which is on YouTube with um, Tom Nelstrop was in it. So I'll, I'll, share it. I'll send you a link yeah. as usual. Yeah. Um, but uh, So we spent a long time doing that. And then tr- the, the weird thing about telly, because I have a strange relationship with Great Bit as well, which I know that we'll talk about. But the weird thing about telly is it will, it offers you the taste if you're starting out in it that you might get the thing that you dreamed of and you've worked for 10 years for, but it will ask so much of you and there'll be so many hurdles in the way. And that I was going to say, it can be a poison chalice because it will will then stunt your ability to create purely because you'll constantly be thinking, oh, so what do they want? And what, what, what do I need to put in this to make them like it rather than... Again, yeah. what the success of something like Go Ape is, is you weren't thinking that. Yeah. And that can be a real... Which which really is sort of like, in terms of the journey and where I'm at now, I think, I mean, there's, there's so much within that, but there was there was us getting so close to not quite getting the nomination for, this, for the comedy thing in 2012. Yeah. And then hanging everything on this sort of glimmer of hope with the sitcom, with the BBC, which, you know, it, I can't remember how much it was, but it would, it would have been... If it was a grand, it was barely a grand. Yeah, to, yeah. And, and it consumed six months of our lives. It's and went the through promise, loads of isn't it? It's the promise. It was the taste of maybe. Is. But yeah. at that point, that was like knowing now with everything else, that was the promise that maybe if we worked really hard for the half a year, maybe for next to no money, they'd shoot a taster, like a 10 minute version yeah. of a script that might then become a pilot, that might then become a TV show. Um, and so at the expense of us writing a new sketch show, which maybe we'd have you know gone on and done better creatively doing what we were doing we were trying to dump, jump through hoops and change the change of commissioners and controllers yeah. at bbc and so we ended up with a 30 minute script that was useless to us and, yeah. and no other creative output for nearly 12 months yeah and so crazy, isn't it because also it's all it's all owned 
So even if they don't, that's the, the weirdest been. part of those yeah, things yeah. is we've paid you to do it. We don't want it, but you can't, can't do it. anything with it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not your, it's no. ours. And we're going to pop it while you're looking, while we're looking you in the eye, we're just going to pop that in the bin. Yeah. yeah. And then we and, go, and, and you go, see you later. Oh, I've sort of worked really hard for ages and I've got no money. Can I, yeah. can I do anything? And you go, no, 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 no. The guy who commissioned that's left and we don't want it. Yeah. But, which is what happened. It was a guy called Simon London who p- picked it, uh, picked it up. And then by the time, it got finished, he'd moved on, he'd gone somewhere else, it's, and the new guy didn't want it. It's a heartbreaking one, because there's no solution to it either, because that's also how a lot of the successes happen. Um, it is. Well, and uh, and uh, also, uh, also, I think the thing for me is that, the thing that you have to remember, and it, and it has been this journey with, with you know the development of Goatbit and all the things around that, is on a bad day, I get very upset about a lot of the things that have happened over the last three years in terms of professionally, because it's been very, yeah. very difficult for lots of reasons. But at the same time... Three years ago, almost to the day, actually, as we're recording this, three years ago, I gave up my day job yeah. and I have done nothing but be a bell end playing computer games for three years. That's and you're, good, you're saying, right. this is a nice house. Yeah. It's going yeah. fine. I yeah. mean, my wife earns more money than me doing a proper job. So, but yeah, but yeah, you know, I, I've just played games being a bell end. So, on one hand, you go, ah, it has been hard and there's lots, of, there's lots of frustrations there about a lot of things. But. It's easy to forget how much of a gift and a privilege it is to get to do this sort of job. And you can 100%. you can get caught up in your own bullshit and your own ego and your vanity. And but I've done nothing but be silly and play games for three and, years. And that can happen when you've had that taste of, oh, you're going to do a sitcom, you're going to do this or you're going to do that. Yeah. You then, the reality is, if you'd never had that taste of a sitcom, there would be zero, it would be all c- celebration that you're doing this full time now and you've got yeah. a show that's had... Two series on on Dave had a spin off sh- yeah, show yeah, yeah. as well, and loads of other stuff. Whereas there's always that kind of, and again, it's it's similar in, in in music. I remember the first single I did, we had no attention, and it blew up and got in the top forty. We then, with our label, on the second album, mm. spent all this time trying to re- re- find the best way to get in yeah. the charts. When yeah, yeah, yeah. the reality is highest chart position we'd had was when we didn't think about that at all yeah and that's the reason that when i did my solo record i just went i'm just going to put it out and that's the second highest chart position i've had because it wasn't that kind of oh what do they want and what oh we need to make it a little bit shorter and we need to have the chorus here and things like that because that's what radio like and we can't do this and can't do that anything like that it starts to to stun you and makes you think or or in a way it's it robs you of your successes because there's always the shadow of the successes you didn't have, the potential successes. Yes, yeah, but then I, th- I think that's also if you choose foolishly to try to do this as a, whether it is music or yeah. comedy or acting or whatever it is, yeah. um, that that frustration that you haven't got the next thing is is entirely the same as that drive that is making you try to do this anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. I don't. Oh, this sounds so wanky, but I don't think I think there are very few people who will choose to do something like this and ever be truly satisfied. Yeah. Because if you didn't have that insane drive to do better why the fuck like I, t- I, turned down, I turned down a hundred grand year a uh, hundred grand a year job in the fitness club franchising industry yeah. to start doing sketch comedy with Sam Pamphlon for no yeah. money in 2009 yeah. and that's insane I'd, I'd have so like I don't know what people think Go Ape it makes but I I have <laughs> not made anywhere approaching that with a successful TV show but I'd have killed myself if I'd have worked in fitness club franchising they were yeah. lovely I'm yeah. grateful for all the yeah. work they gave me when I needed it but um, I had to do this, but because I need it and I want to succeed and do more, every, no matter how well it's going, I'll be 
going, oh, fucking hell. All right, well, great, it's gone well. Why haven't I got another TV I was show? Say, why do you know what I mean? That, that drive <clears throat> is, is key and important as well because of exactly that. When you've not had those moments of success, you have a great delusion on how life-changing those moments of success are. Yeah. The dream of having a TV show, you're like, I'm sorted. Yeah. Then you have it. And not that much changes. Nothing. It's, it's, you know, well, and Guy, as you said, because we, we, we recorded series <laughs> two and three back to back and yes. DLC, the spin-off show, which you yeah. were in, yeah. in between. So in a period of two and a half months between February and April last year, 2017, I recorded 30 episodes of TV. Yeah. But eight of those are still haven't, still haven't been on the telly yet. They're going out in the next eight yeah. weeks. So a year ago, I was in telly for two and a half months and yeah. made loads of things. But for the last 12 months... I've been a father of a young kid. Yeah. Doing, you know, gigging, doing odds and sods and, you know, the occasional corporate and bits and bobs, but Go 8-Bit has nothing to do yeah. with who I have been as a person for the last year. Yeah. And yet, especially now it's back on telly, you know, I'm the bloke, I'm that bloke off of Go 8-Bit. Yeah. But it's got nothing to do with I haven't my done life. Anything. I like it's that in so long. It's a distant thing. It's, it's fascinating bizarre. though. Is, is there, I mean, I, I always think uh, one of the greatest tricks to play is find an industry that justifies your habits. Right. Um, so although Go 8-Bit has had nothing to do with your life in the last 12 months, yeah. anytime you've wanted to play computer games, you can justify it as yeah. part of work and to do with work and not yeah. just you are wasting time yeah. and being a bum and sitting around and is going, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's kind of, it's my job. I'm, you know, if I don't know about these games, then... I've got to do it. Yeah, which is, which is a bullshit justification, which That's I think... a great justification It really well. is. But it's, it, I think what, it's what started... I have the, it with comic books and films yeah. and games and everything because it's all, it's all inspirational. It is. All, it I, is. I have got inspiration for songs or podcasts or whatever else from TV, from yeah. a computer game, from this, from that. So... Of course. You can kind of... It is important, but obviously you then have to have a a, a brake pedal on that at some point. You need somebody who exists outside your bubble and go, you know you're taking the piss. Yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And let's go back to that point then at the fringe where yeah. it's kind of, in your mind at least, it's failed. Yeah, um, it was. And again, yeah, I think oh, that's yeah, the key that, thing because in your mind it's failed because... I also think hindsight is a powerful thing and there's points in our lives where it feels mm. like it's all a massive failure. And when you look back, you're like... Actually, we did three really progressively improving sh- yeah. sh- shows over that time, yeah, and they yeah. were good. And yeah. but because you're caught up in the, are you doing as good as that comedian? And is is your room as big as that comedian? Yeah. It becomes oh, it's a failure. Yeah. So it, it, in your mind at the time, you've got to the point of it's just ain't happening. Yeah. Well, the sketch, the sketch, the live sketch shows hadn't turned into anything because yeah. nobody had. Even well, occasionally we submitted writing or audition for stuff, but we never really got into anything. So that died. The sitcom had got shit canned. Um, and because of that, we weren't going to go and do a fourth sketch show. So I yeah. said, let's not do it. And Sam said, let's just go and do the gaming thing anyway. Yeah. Um, but we were done because we'd got no, we, me and Sam weren't friends before we did sketch. We sort yeah. of met and did comedy together. Um, we're very close now. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it was really just a look. Well, we're fucked anyway. But I was up there doing a, a play and Sam said, well, I'll just come up at the weekends. We'll do that. It'll be a bit of fun. And it's a nice final hurrah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, it, you know, if you if you looked at going, the re, it, it's not, it, it's completely obvious why it did so well. Because you looked at the lineup on the board on the day. There were 10 really incredible Edinburgh comedians all on the list. Yeah. It was video games. If you liked it, you'd have a bang of that. 
Um, it was 10 quid to see all of that. Mm-hmm. It was this one-off special thing. Um, you know, it appeals to the, the guests because they're, they're not having to do their material no. that they're doing constantly. And it was a 50 seat. You're not so having to do fail. a quick do a five-minute version of your hour-long masterpiece that's mm. about your relationship with your father. Mm. Do that in five minutes to drunk people. Yeah. Like, no, it's not that. There's it's... lager and wine backstage. Yeah. And at some point, I'll say your name. If you can come on and play Street Fighter badly, that would be yeah. awesome. And what were you going to be doing this evening? Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. exactly that. Exactly that. And so, yeah. And so, even as simple as that. Have you got a console at your accommodation? No. Well, come we've on, play got on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, right, what do you want to play? play? Yeah. 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 So, so that's perfect. And uh, that that just started to click, right? Immediately. So we it sold out, and we had we had an extra show as well, um, which was great. So I think we did, we scheduled four, and we did a fifth. And the fifth one was lovely because it was actually like the best of the four shows. So we got right. everybody back to have like grudge matches and a, things like that. A winner stays on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And then sort of serend- my career has involved very few people who have just sort of come around in cycles at various points. So um, Brendan Burns' show, which I was in in 2007, yeah. um, the two guys who directed that were guys called Matt Holt and Rohan Acharya. Mm-hmm. Matt Holt went on to become the director of all our sketch shows. Right. Um, and Rohan, at the point Go Ape happened, Rohan's a massive gamer. He had a development production role, a right. production company. And so he came and saw Go Ape Bit um, up in Edinburgh and immediately said, I want to take this on and develop it. Yeah. So, you know, from doing the first preview in London on, I think it was the 2nd of July, two months later, we'd got a development deal to develop the show for telly. That's amazing. It was crazy. Yeah. So it, it didn't exist as just a piss up for fun for um, any time at all. It immediately um, became work. Again, we immediately spoiled it. Yeah. The, the beautiful conflict though, because I had that after the first year of the podcast, because after eight, nine years mm. of touring hard and working hard on my music and getting better, me turning up with a microphone and talking to people and <laughs> yeah. not editing it had a bigger audience than I'd ever, I had something like 4 million yeah. downloads in the first yeah. year. And it's like, I've not had 4 million downloads of my music and things like that it's it was like, bit. I mean, some it was that beautiful writing scripts thing of, and crafting comedy then I just got pissed and played Mario Kart and exactly. that was my job it's, so it's that again you never get to have that, that enjoyment because you're like this is a success for fuck's sake it's not even a thing <laughs> <laughs> so how was that though so it, it got a development deal and yeah. then was that the production company then pitched it around yeah. or were Dave involved yeah. early on? Or no, what was well, the they, they'd floated around. I think uh, Ian Coyle, who's one of the commissioners at UK TV, mm. I think he'd seen the first one in 2013. Uh, I think he was at Comedy Central then. Yeah. Um, and he'd liked it, but it was like, I mean, it was, I don't think, you never saw one of the early live ones, did you? No, no, it I didn't. fucking carnage. Yeah. So it was, we'd, the way it worked then, me and some of the team captains and we sort of hosted it, but if they came on our team, if, if, we didn't play, me and Sam. The guests played for yeah. on our behalf. Right. But if they lost, we had to do forfeits. Right. Um, yeah, so me and Sam yeah, had to yeah, do yeah. something fucking up because it was quite boisterous. So yeah. that was things like um, three shots of Tesco Everyday Value vodka. Amazing. Or eat a bowl of jalapenos. Yeah. Um, which at the very first one, a catchphrase was coined by an audience member of drink the brine. So it was oh, dead, ar- dead arms. Yeah. Um, so getting just punched by the winning team. Like, right. It was very laddy and visceral. It was very, the reality of playing games yeah with your mates indeed it was it was, was structuring that and going you get a dead arm you get this you get that um, yeah 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 i can't remember i can't remember what you asked me but um but yeah yeah go on so, so yeah so where was the development on today even where did it yeah, yeah oh did that's right so ian coyle saw that yeah it was like i mean it's obviously amazing but i don't know what the fuck to do with that on telly yeah because it's just chaos work? it was yeah. just a tiny sweaty room with mess everywhere yeah um and so nothing happened but roe Rohan picked it up and we started running it uh, as a monthly night in London to develop the show up. And Ro basically spent 
a year and a half trying to get anyone from telly to come to watch it. Mm. And the received wisdom, I mean, it's hilarious now, like Beckett's just got this video gaming thing coming up and Chris Ramsey did gaming in his show. And yeah. So now everybody's trying to make a fucking video game and TV show. Yeah. But I did 18 shows yeah. at the fucking Wenlock and Essex and no one came to see them because they'd all, as telly does, which is, again, it's another thing about telly. Telly, the people in telly decided video games couldn't work on telly, yeah. so none of them gave it the time of day. So every month, Roe would beg everyone to come and watch it, and they and occasionally one of them might have the courtesy to reply yeah. to him and say, "Oh yeah, we'll be along," and then not turn up. So yeah, you know, at the time there was a there was me and Sam. There was um, Guy Kelly, Guy Kelly, who was amazing. Who he did things like he could complete the first level of Sonic the Hedgehog two in under a minute, blindfolded, playing the game with his feet. And getting an extra life as well, like shit, like that. It was incredible, amazing. So he, we, he had this character. We had two guys, and there's and there's a beauty there because people are excited to watch them it was fail insane. as well. If, if they succeed, it's great. If they don't, there's either way it that, works ah. because there is no, there's no doubt. There's just you haven't done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, it's exactly. brutal. It's brutal, but, amazing, but euphoric when he did it. Yeah. Um, then we had Paul Foxcroft and Richard Soames. They did commentary, and Will Hartley was the punishment twat. Was his official title? Who so he conjured up the punishments? Yeah. But you know that's a team of six people, row directing it, and our technical guys, Rob Sedgbeer, who I now work with on Wi-Fi Wars and other things. Yeah. Um, he was sort of running the technical side of it. So that's eight people spending a month writing a new two-hour-long show every mm. month to show to fucking no one because yeah. they didn't have the courtesy to turn up I mean yeah. it was and there was no money in it Yeah, that was we could maybe sell a hundred tickets for that which yeah. spread eight ways is no pounds yeah that doesn't really um, work out and, and it, on a show that has any kind of tech spec again it's not oh, it's, it's not an open mic it's not just you and a microphone and a spotlight starts at one o'clock you've got to have screens shows, yeah. you've got to have everything's set up and good to go so yeah it's yeah. a weird one but it's also it's it's a weird one because I, I understand it as well it's one of those things that until you've watched it, as I, I said yeah. at the start with Twitch, yeah, I can see why you go, oh, why am I going to pay to go and watch people yeah, play yeah, games? Yeah. So it's understandable. It's annoying, but it's also like, yeah, I get that. I totally get why they would have thought But once that. you've done it, again, it's the, yeah. the, the, the same with a comedians watching wrestling and things like that. It's like, why would I go and see that? But yeah. the beauty as an audience member is the, the pressure is off as an audience member as well because yeah. it's not some show that's been crafted that you have to appreciate every nuance yeah. and this and that and the pressure is on as an audience member yeah, to enjoy yeah, it yeah, yeah, to yeah. get this to get that if it's not funny the awkwardness yeah you're watching games yeah that's all you're there to do it's simple so it's a really nice experience to just go and be part of and not feel any yeah. any which, pressure which also again coming because it, 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 it sort of all loops in my brain it's like this big scrib- scribbly mess it's yeah that, it's that same thing of you were saying about the music of we spent 18 months chasing what we thought telly might like that thing to become. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the way in that, whilst we did get going a bit away and that's been very successful and that's awesome. Um, we lost that heart of friends being silly together and, and entertaining people who wanted that. Yeah. And I think what's happened is this great that's happened. And I've, so I've gone off and done the streaming stuff with Twitch, yeah. um, but also new live shows like Wi-Fi wars and the video game, game show show these other yeah. things I'm doing. And actually what's happening is it's come full circle to going just, Think of the ideal show you would love to be involved in or watch or do. Make that and be satisfied that the people who enjoy it, enjoy it. And, 100%. And everybody who comes to that other stuff I do or engages with the stuff, I think, like, go with DLC, which you were on. Yeah. Gamers like that show more because DLC was made for four quid and they stuck us in a cupboard. Yeah. And Roe, the producer, who produced the main show, produced that and yep. was allowed to do whatever he wanted. So we went... For four quid, what is the best show we can make as comedians that like video games? Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of gamers, like DLC more than the main show. Yeah. Because 
we were allowed to make a show for us on that. Whereas Go 8-Bit, you know, because Go 8-Bit costs a fortune to make, it's trying to do a different thing. That has to become broader and more inclusive. Yeah. But you're... The compromise with success in television is to dilute the idea yeah. because it ha- because commercial television exists to fill the gaps between adverts. Completely. So they're, they're my, I guess the main thing I've learned is that there just is a fundamental, unless you're very, very lucky. And I, I can't even think of an example. Unless you're very, very lucky, you have to make a distinction if you try to be a success in television or anything like that, that there is either make a commercial proposition mm-hmm. and dilute it to be fit for purpose yeah. or follow your heart, follow your dreams, yeah. but you're not going to monetize that and, anything and, like the yeah. other thing, because of course you can. There's, there's two things that come to mind there. Number one, I love go eight bit, but I am also a gamer who will enjoy DLC just as much. And I knew that because mm. one of my favorite parts of go eight bit from the first episode was Ellie. Cause yeah. she gets to do the games master type role of it for a brief moment. Here's a bit of history of a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, watching people compete is fun, mm-hmm. but again, there's a limit on that. It's one where yeah. I could kind of feel, oh, if I've missed a week, it doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, do you know what I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll come in next week. Yeah. It's fine. It's not. But the bits that are, here's this little bit of information of this game you've never heard of, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. this new independent game, here's how it was de- yeah. de- de- developed. They gave me what I loved about Games it's, Master back in the day. It's stuff. It's substance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, you joke about it on, on DLC, but Games Master... Uh, the memory of it is, oh, you got cheats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't the best thing about <clears> it. The best thing was <throat> the little bits of information, the little bits of background news you wouldn't have known about yeah, things coming yeah, through yeah. and stuff like that. And that's what Ellie got to do on that. And that's what DLC essentially was yeah. well, overall. It was, uh, it was It took away the competitive gaming element yeah. and brought in a just, let's talk about games, let's nerd out about games, let's compare games. Yeah. And, and also allowed um, me, Ellie and Sam to breathe within that because yeah. I think that, the, the TV show, to a large extent, was it's uh, the, the the sort of head, the head of it all is Dara O'Brien being amazing at hosting a show. Completely. And each week, which he we've is. got, which he is, he's the best. Of yeah. course, he, yeah. he absolutely is the right person for that job. And then we've got two famous people who are definitely more famous than me, Sam and Ellie combined. 100%. Yeah. So that show, once Ellie's explained what the game is, and once we played games, there's not much time left for me, Ellie or Sam, to do much if we're going to actually meet these two proper famous people yeah. that are the reason 400,000 people have watched the bloody yeah, thing. Completely. So DLC and allowed us to go, here's us, here's what we're about. Exactly that, because with the greatest respect, the first episodes I watched, mm. I thought, well, these two guys are clearly the creators of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's why they're here. Because yeah. they would go, well, who do you want to host it? Rob Beckett. And and yeah, this, you know, they that, that picked two and big that could names. easily have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we so were lucky. It, we it was that thing of, oh right, well they're obviously the creators, and that's what I said. And that, but that is what gave it its heart, and mm. what gave it the the competition between yeah. you and Sam, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the the confusion that you one would assume that you two were the experts, and Sam regularly had no idea what a controller yeah, he, was. Sam had a lot and of things like that. where people were like, why is this... Picking? And actually, the sadness... <laughs> Which of I is, thought was great. That's the beauty of it. That was great. Like... But uh, one of the other things that happened was that be, one of the things we wanted to do, when we did the show live, we yeah. did 50 shows live, and we kept track of the score across all the shows we did oh, live. Oh, wow. It ended up, beautifully, it was 25 all after the 50th show. Yeah. Russell Howard, who was one of the guests, insisted we do one more game of Pong to decide who won. So I ended up winning 26-25. Amazing. It was, it, it was lovely because the, the narrative of the whole thing was we spent three years doing 50 shows and the outcome was a draw so there was absolutely no yeah. value in what we've yeah. done yeah. which is lovely um but i love that because that's that is something that um when i had alex horn on to talk about taskmaster mm. he discussed that one of the hardest things he had was convincing 
the network or the producers or whoever that people w- w- would be interested in a running score. Same people every week, the, yeah. Their yeah. thought was, it has to be different people every week, it has to be this. He was like, yeah. no, it, honestly, Let it's, it if it's the same people, then a series, you've got that running score and you've yeah. got that, again, it's clever because you've got that investment of, I don't want to miss a week. Yeah. If, yeah. It, is, if it is eight out of ten cats, which yeah. I adore, yeah. I don't know w- w- which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't. Because there's such a variation of people matter. who are regularly yeah, on. Yeah, 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 if yeah. I, s- I see one that is on my my auto record thing, yeah. I'll look at it and be like, I have to watch at least 10 minutes before I know if I've already seen this. Cause yes. it's not got that. Whereas yeah. on a show like Taskmaster, where it's we all know exactly where we are. And again, it, I guess it works on go eight bit weirdly because of the games more than because of the guests. Cause yes. the games are never really repeated. No, the game, well, the games are the stars of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, absolutely. And that's, what's interesting there is that it's, there's a podcast I really like on, on my network. I helped them set it up mm. called Hardcore Listing. And they came up with the idea. And what I loved about it was because it's just top fives, I kind of said to them, I was like, you've had a genius stroke there. Because if you've got a week where s- someone isn't a fan of the guest, yeah. they might be a fan of the, the topic. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And vice versa. They might yeah. be a fan of the guest and not know the topic. It's like, that's brilliant because you've got a double attack you've got two, there. Two coming. And it's the same on Go 8, but it's like if I look and go, oh, I'm not into these, but it lists and they're going to be playing Mario Kart or this yeah, or that, yeah, you go, yeah. love that. I love Mario Kart. So yeah. I some of that. Yeah. So we double dip. But yeah, it was that was one of the weird things about when we got Go 8 Bit away with Dave was that given Taskmaster existed and they bought into that, it was a shame we didn't get to do a, a se- like across the series, yeah. keep track. Because actually, um, like you say, people who tune in week one were probably gone, who are those guys? Yeah. And what ended up being the first record we did ended up going out as the fifth one. And a lot of people tweeted us when the fifth one was one. Oh, this must have been the first one. Because in that, me and Sam did establish who we were and what we were about because it was the first one we filmed. Yeah. Um, and if that had gone out first, that would have helped us go, oh, right there, the captains. And this is the rivalry. Yes. This is the relationship. But because for whatever reason, we someone wasn't brave enough to just go, well, you know what? Even if the first show isn't the best one, we can still put that out first because we have enough faith in the thing. Yeah. I think if we'd have been able to build that narrative arc over the series, that would have helped cement my because me and sam still aren't that prominent in the final edit of the show for all sorts of reasons but um if we'd have had that narrative arc over a series yeah we would have been the constant through that which would have allowed yeah. us to be a more fundamental part of the fabric of the show yeah, and by shooting sense. out a sequence it matters less there is less sense of a, of, of a narrative stakes for us right of course so we're the there other, isn't that here's yeah. where we are here's yeah. whereas actually because uh, in, in uh, series three, the first two episodes, me and Sam don't talk in part one, which is yeah. insane for a panel show that the yeah. captains don't talk. But <laughs> yeah. if if you were cut, yeah, uh, if <laughs> if 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 there was a narrative arc, it, you'd be coming back and immediately you'd be going. So all right, it's week four. Steve's already three nil up for the series. So yeah. Sam, you guys are gonna have to do something special, and it would unfor- it would be to the benefit of the show. I'm, I'm selfishly, it would help me and Sam. Yeah, but it would. It would put stakes on it. Before we've even started, you go, right, Vernon Kay, uh, you've got to be good today. I need you to win this Because if you don't me. win this game that you've said you're good at, we're yeah. knackered. So with our guests, but also with each other, there would be, there'd be a richness to that yeah. com- competitive spirit, which was always so important at, at the live show. So it, it is a shame that it got lost, because I, I think it would have given it... If, they, if they'd have trusted that people wouldn't hate us... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> If they'd, if they'd have lent into that a bit more, I think the show would be richer for it. I think, I think you, you would want to come back and see that that rivalry. I think the key. I'll shut the window because no, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's, it's, it? it's a bit atmospheric noise. I like it. Oh, it's right, exciting. Right. Um, the, the 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 key for me as a viewer though 
is that all of those things you've mentioned that could have been different essentially all play into making the games the star of the show. Sure. And that works sure, sure, really sure. nicely. Because, um, yeah, I think that is a wonderful thing because it means that it is, it's a nostalgia thing. It's mm-hmm. it's a great platform for independent games. And there's, oh, there's numerous lovely. games on there that I'd never heard of that I need to play or have played since and because yeah. of that uh, and that kind of thing. Because, yeah... And uh, that's, genuinely, that's then, important. And as a gamer, it's been lovely to see that work because, like, um, Human Fall Flat, a game we had on, I think, Series 2, they made sure that game launched on the PlayStation Network the week the show was out. Right. So the sales went up. Chip, Chicken Jump, which is this little, tiny little indie game on smartphone that they let yeah. us use a version of, they've now put DLC characters of us in it, which is Amazing. insane. So I can play a game with me in it, which is uh, wicked. Uh, what's the one with the swords? Oh, Nidhogg. Nidhogg, because that, again, I've, I've only ever watched it on that and on DLC and on new yeah. things. It's, every time I watch it, I'm like, this is, I've never it's got around to playing it, but it's just it's so, good. so engaging to watch as well. Yeah, like, the yeah. pressure yeah. is really, it's that simplicity of, it's why the fake horses at the arcades yeah, is yeah, exciting yeah, yeah, still because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's stupid it's pointless it, yeah. but it's like, <gasps> I'm like who's I'm like, gonna oh, win it's pulling back yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's beautiful beautiful game Ned. i love that so was that a key part on on your outlook of it that or number one an awareness that you can't have have longevity is the focus is just gonna be remember mario kart yeah and remember this yeah. and remember that it's like that that will be exciting for a moment, mm-hmm. but then you'll run out, and then you'll be like, "Remember Echo the Dolphin?" Oh, oh, wasn't very good, was sorry it? for reminding you. <laughs> yeah. of that kind of, it's, it's that it, it, it's that kind of thing. So the balance was always great for me of getting that nostalgia hit of man, I'd forgotten about that game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and having the excitement of what the hell is this? And again, I think yeah. it's timed perfectly because it was at the dawn of 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 iPhone or or smartphone and tablet games yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So it is yeah. that kind of you could watch the show and then be playing it on the train to work in the morning rather than watch yeah. the show and think, oh, I'll get that on my Xbox at some point. Yeah. A lot of them you could kind of go instantly into. Yeah, and, and you, know, the, you know, there's various reasons. I think it was always a big thing because when we did the live show, it was far more retro, hence 8-bit being the yeah. original title. It was a lot more retro-focused. Um, but when it was the TV show, the, we, I think we felt a responsibility. I, I, don't, I don't even know who we is because there's lots of... There's lots of <laughs> I think me and, me and Ro, yeah. uh, certainly, I'm sure Ellie did as well, but me and Ro were sort of the engine room of that sort of early development stuff to a, not not to dismiss Sam and yeah. the hundreds of people working on it, but you know, me and Ray put a lot of work into that early development of that show. And I think it, we did feel that responsibility that if we actually are able to make the first TV show on the scale of something like Games Master mm. uh, about games in 15 years, yeah. we've got to try to represent everything that gaming is. So yeah. yes, there is retro and that's wonderful. And that's round one, but, there's also indie games, and that's round four because we want to we want to shine a light on people who games that are amazing that no one will ever know exist unless yeah. we point at them. Yeah. Um, and then round two and round three, where the guests pick, the idea was hopefully they're either if they're a more casual game, they're going to pick some sort of smartphone game, or they're going to go proper AAA modern game. Yeah. And so those first four rounds give us the ability to represent most of the different flavors yeah, of gaming. That's great. And it's funny because you know. Some gamers sort of get frustrated that it's not just retro because it's called eight bit, which is obviously it's just a pun of go ape shit. Is yeah. all it ever was. Yeah, it was always just a gaming pun. But I think <laughs> some people, some people feel like smartphone games aren't proper games, and and they fucking are because they really they're games. Are. Of course, they're games. They might not be the games you like, but it's a broad church, and we wanted to try to because 
I think the thing we had at Great Bit was people's perception of it outside of it was, oh, it's just for sweaty, fat boys who are alone in rooms. And actually, we usually had more women than men coming to the Great Bit live show. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool, trendy set because we, we were doing it in Islington, so it was a very groovy yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah. And um, actually, a lot, everyone had a game that they loved when they were kids. And mo- most people, when they grew up, just forgot they enjoyed it and drifted away from it. Yeah. And yet they would be the same people who'd say, I'm not a gamer. Oh, but I play Candy Crush. or things. And those that's valid. And well, so there's well, this weird well, thing of not being s- a gamer, but you are. We're all yeah. gamers. We all like playing. Well, that's what I was going to say. That I'd, I'd say even people who felt themselves to be, be gamers when they were younger, a lot of them will have put more hours in on smartphone games yeah. than they ever put on as kids because you would yeah. you can only play it for a few hours or you can do this or do that or you're at school or whatever you're else. on the tube and you've got the fuck all, so you play Candy Crush and an example of that when we did our end of year our drunk cast um, as a cognitive test we played f- f- a Fruit Ninja oh, which again oh, I'd seen on, 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 on Go 8 but and Susie Gage is a doctor and she was like yeah. it's a good test because n- not only is it, re- it reaction it's resistance because yeah. there are bombs that you can't swipe so it was a test as we got drunk. She, she'd test us every hour. Yeah, how useless are you? Amazing. Did. And I used it f- for that but because I had it on my phone. A, a Jim Smallman, yeah, comedian, yeah, I know Jim, um, oh, yeah, yeah. also he he did his score on mine. Nice. And he got the high score. <sighs> the, the next month, every train journey, I beat this. I down just to beat this high <laughs> score, and it was the, I don't know if it was the first time we played it or not, but it was far <laughs> better than I did. And it took me ages, Amazing. and I, I genuinely remember this is t- uh, too much information, but I remember the joy as I was sat on my toilet at home yeah. and I beat his high score. In reality, I've hardly played it since, yeah, but I had to beat the high score. It. I was like, no, no, he did that, yeah. and I need to beat it. was on my phone. The high <laughs> score on my phone needs to be my high me. score. And that was... <laughs> for that that week or month or whatever, that was easily the, the game I played the most because I don't have a lot of time at home to play no, games no, no, often. No, no. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to continue on on the 8-bit journey, but I'm going to take a break in the middle of it to ask about what games you're into at the moment because mm. um, I've recently... I had a few people tweet me about it. And again, as, as I've said to you, like when I did DLC, I don't get to do so much gaming. I try not to play games that have got long stories because I like to be able to pick up and just jump in. And... Someone recommended um, Player Unknown Battleground, yeah, and it blew me away. I put hours and hours into Did it. I've, the best I've got down is to number two. I've still never won oh. one, but I got down to number <sighs> two, and you. I was on my own. And the joy, and pr- I took a little screenshot of it. Of I took a picture of, of it. Of course, you did. I love that game. Yeah. Um, and for anyone who's not not played it, it's 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 still a beta, but it's such a simple concept. They, it's an online game. And when there are a hundred people logged on, you all get dropped onto an island, yeah. and you've got nothing. And it's you the have Hunger to Games. Get, yeah, exactly. You have to get weapons, you have yeah. to get cars, and you have to survive. Yeah. So, so what games have you been enjoying in recent? Is it's tough, obviously, when you've got well, a family, but yeah, it is. I mean, I especially now with the TV show. So at the moment, because we're in the middle of the TV show, I'm yeah. streaming six days a week, and I yeah. make a, I put a new video on YouTube every single day, and. For these 10 weeks while the TV shows, and I'm deliberately mostly playing games that are on the TV show to sort of tie in, sort of bring an audience over to the online stuff. Yeah. So that all of the hours I have free around gigs and other commitments are mostly creating video gaming stuff for people to watch. And that's interesting because Twitch, for people who don't know, is mm. somewhere where you can, can watch people playing online and there would normally be the screen and then you yeah, in a little it, box somewhere. It's, so it's, an it's insane. I mean, it, it is literally... I sit in, I don't have to go anywhere. I sit in my house. I point a webcam and a mic at me and I 
press a button on my computer and it then broadcasts that to anybody who wants to watch it. And if they like watching me play games on that, they can choose to subscribe, which is always free when it's broadcast. But if they yeah. choose to subscribe, that means they are saying, we like what you're doing and you want you to keep doing it. Yeah. Here is some money every single month. And um, <clears throat> you can, they can subscribe at 4 99 or $24.99. I've got a couple of people who, God bless them, uh, have created a second account. So they give me $50 a month yeah. to allow me to indulge my habit, which I'm incredibly grateful for. But I, the reason it's the reason it's because... People will go, why would anyone do that? And that is a perfectly valid question. The way I think of it is, uh, as an old person doing it, because I've, I've covered it, it's mostly very young people doing it because who else could afford to waste the time? Yeah. But I, it, it is, I'm doing a radio talk show yeah. or a radio show, but instead of playing music, I'm playing video games in the background. And actually exactly what it is, is it, it's talk described. radio, it's community, because there's a chat window. They can all write messages to me and talk to me and I yeah. can reply in real time. And actually it's a conversation. So it's the, it, it is talk radio, having it on in the background. Yeah. People have it on while they're at work yeah. and it's company and there's a little community around it, but it's, it's really about community but, and engagement rather than it is about the Dan Lassac, who I used to work with, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a Twitcher now and he's, he? he streams and he's, he's oh, partnered right. and he's, he's, been doing it for ages and i did a tweet about this the other day and not to get too heavy and and philosophical but i did a tweet to kind of discuss the fact that people from outside of it will look at that and go carl that's that's not a real job and when i had rutger bregman on uh, recently who's a historian and philosopher and economist essentially he discussed the fact that we've built this really weird society where work in our minds has to be something you don't want to do or yes. you don't enjoy yeah, and you yeah, make yeah, your yeah. living and it's a means to an end. Yeah, it should hurt. That's not how society yeah. sh- as sh- as should be. No. We could build a beautiful society where not that jobs are easy, yeah. but the reward of being a nurse yeah. should be matched by, or the importance of being a nurse should yeah, be matched yeah, yeah. by the pay of being a nurse. Yeah. There's a reward there. So you enjoy it, but it's work. Yeah. And similarly, I did, the tweet I did was saying how f- much, although I'm not a Twitcher, I love that Twitch exists because yeah. that's going, here's something that I can make a living out of, that I can enjoy, mm-hmm. but I, I work hard at. But, yeah. b- because again, from talking to Dan, he'll often be excited to have a night off to play the games he wants to play yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. got certain things yeah. that he's built up on his channel that people... They're coming are, back for that. Yeah, I do Minecraft every week play, with somebody yeah. else, so I have to play Minecraft And it's not necessarily lovely, that but... you want to play it, but that's your job and that's... That's, that's, that's what we do on Fridays audience. together. So anyone turning their nose up at that just you've got the idea of how society sh- should run wrong. Just because you hate your job, yeah. maybe that's a problem with your job rather than a problem with other people's it, well, it's, jobs. It, it's that thing of the, 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 there's this thing at the moment uh, that seems to be popping up. Uh, it's, a, it's an old phrase, but it seems to be popping up everywhere at the moment. It's, it's that it's the price of everything and the value of nothing. Is this yeah. phrase that I keep seeing everywhere? And I think if 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 your instinct when you hear about what Twitch is is to react negatively towards it, just for 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 those people who are enjoying the thing that I'm doing, I'm giving up. I'm giving up my time where I could be making money actually doing other things. Yeah. Instead of doing that, what I'd like to do is spend time having a chat with other people who enjoy the work that I do and want to hang out in a community of like-minded people. And to them, um, you know, a, qu- a quid a week yeah. um, allows them access to a community that exists for ten hours a week online. But also, there's a go eight bit fan group. There's like a Discord group, which is like a chat yeah. community where which we're in every day and building this little family of people and it's it's company and it's entertainment and it's a really nice thing and i think it's very easy to sneer at it and and, and say it's a negative thing but actually 
it all it is is people who have a, a shared interest yeah enjoying that and, together and they see, that's a beautiful thing and they see a value in it and that's perfectly fair yeah. i always argue like i i'm a big fan of mixed martial arts and it's the reason i've got bt sports and yeah. i pay for fight pass and people yeah. often say oh where can i stream it for free it's like i don't know because don't do i that. see value in that yeah. i see value the fact is what is bt sports it's, it's something like a 15 quid a month or something like that i get more hours of joy of, from mixed martial arts yeah. than for £15 a month than I would get a £15 a month in a pub. Yeah. Or whatever, that'd be barely a one night in the pub that I'm getting there. Yeah. Whereas with me, I get at least two or three weekends a yeah, month yeah, and yeah. things like that. It's like, I see value in that. And it's the same with, if someone's th- throwing in a quid and they're tuning in even a couple of times a week, yeah. that's really good value. Like, yeah, I know it seems it, yeah, silly, but it's really good hours, value. It's a nice time. It costs more to go to the cinema. It co- you know, it's you know, you might you might think Twitch sounds shit, but you might waste fifty quid on a Friday night on beer that you're going to piss but, out the next morning. But it's our weird mindsets, and this comes into the kind of of mobile gaming as well of where we put our value because it's completely true. I've done it. I'll I'll hear about an app and be like, oh, this is exciting, and then I'll go to it and like. 79p fuck you off. fuck off mate <laughs> like, you'd lose a quid and not think about it or yeah. if you went somewhere and the normal sandwich you buy is a quid more in this shop it you'd be like oh that's annoying but you'd yeah, buy yeah. it and it's done but you look on the app and go I'm used to it being free therefore yeah. well, and, it's, and, and there's like, like you talk about the BT Sports thing and, the, and, and there is this weird thing where over the last 30-40 years because every, everything is commercialised now and before there would have been a time where you know the football if it was on was on on terrestrial telly mm-hmm. you could watch it for free and now you've got to pay quite a lot of money if you want to watch it but I think because it, it, it sounds like and also, also I'm, very, I'm very very conscious of not this not sounding wrong because I'm on the telly and I'm, and I'm doing alright and I don't want to sound like a prick who's just in a luxurious position but with there's this weird sense of entitlement that we just expect that we can have things. I think there's sort of this download culture where like mu- music's great. I mean, like, music doesn't make a fraction of what it did now yeah. in terms of recording music. You yeah. have to go to the live gig to do it. But there is this thing of, oh, well, why should I have to pay for anything? I should just be able to get it if I want it. And it's not doing any harm. But it is because there's people working really hard. Yeah, I completely agree. Pay- I mean, yes, salaries in football are inflated. It doesn't need to be as expensive as it is. But they're, Again, they're I, inflated I, I because even, people value it. I was going to say, I even argue on that when people say, oh, he's not worth 100 million. It's like, well, he objectively he, fucking is because they've paid he him. He is because they've paid it. Yeah, they're not throwing the money at him for fun. It's because he will bring shirt sales in and people yeah. will turn up at the ground each week and things like that. It's like, he, so he is. He the is. issue isn't with... You, you might hate that that's the way that the market economy yeah, works. and that's fine. But, he, but Yeah, is, that's valid. It's valid yeah. to say this shouldn't be like this. It's yeah. dreadful that football players get paid that much and nurses get paid dog shit. No one would feel Completely. that wasn't the case. Yeah. But it... It's not the way anything works. There, there are things that are yeah. in more demand, and they accumulate wealth. Completely, it's, and I completely agree there. And I, I, I on I'm, that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, met, I've I make four hundred dollars a month on Twitch, so I'm not retiring off the fucking thing. Yeah. So it's all relative. But again, it is. I, I completely agree. There's this weird thing, and it's it's something that I've become more and more obsessed with. In fact, th- three years ago now, I had Stuart Lee on the podcast, mm. who's amazing. I love Stuart, but he talked about he went to. I think it was in in Mexico, this clowning thing that you couldn't take phones in or anything. And there was such a beauty yeah. in the fact it just existed then. Yes. And I, I had had similar with when me and, and Dan Lassac had declared that we're doing our last mm-hmm. year of touring together. We did our Glastonbury set and we had a lot of people saying, oh, oh, where can I watch that? And it's like, no, in the tent. Yeah. That's where you can watch it. There's certain things that we, we do yeah. have this weird thing that of, <clears throat> of entitlement now of yeah. I deserve everything. It's like, no, when I grew up, 
I couldn't have certain albums because I couldn't afford them. I couldn't go to certain places because I couldn't afford to. And yeah. when I could, I did. And yeah. the example I gave uh, when talking to uh, or the hardcore listing boys um, have started a Patreon. Right, and yeah. they were concerned that some people might, because they're still putting out at least a one podcast a week, yeah. sometimes more, which is more than they ever did. But they're doing a bonus one sometimes yeah. behind the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were concerned that some people might feel, oh, we're missing out. And my argument was, well it's fine for them to miss out because yeah. you can't always have everything. The yeah. The fact is when I was an exact, this isn't a, 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 a woe is me thing, but this is the example I gave to Chris when we were discussing it. When I was touring America and the UK and Japan and had an album in the top 40 and a single in the top 40, I lived at home with my mum because yeah. that's what I could afford. Yeah. I couldn't afford the life of a pop star or whatever else because yeah. The money hadn't come in yet. It, there's not as much money as right. people think. So I couldn't have that. And then when I could afford a flat, I got a flat. Yeah. And well, that was that was just something I had to wait for. There yeah. wasn't this entitlement of, well, I'm touring the world. I deserve to have this, 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 and this. It's yeah. like, no, you deserve exactly what you can get. And it's not the end of the world as well if you're missing out on certain well, things. I think that actually matters. If you've got food in the fucking roof, you're doing all right. Yeah. But, yeah. but that, uh, I mean, on that very note, you're talking about the guys offering the extra thing for the thing. I, at the moment, my situation is... If Go 8-Bit doesn't get a fourth series off the back of this third series, yeah. I've got to get a day job in April. I yeah. don't make... Like, I make money from touring and I make a bit from this and that. Yeah. But I need, a, I need a regular income. I've got a kid. I've, yeah. got, I've got a house. I've got things to do. So in April, I'll be... I'll just have to get a job. Because yeah. I've got to pay for things. Yeah. So I'm not... Although I've had a successful TV show and although I'm doing all these other things and my job is unarguably indulgent because I'm a prick that plays computer games. <laughs> but it, I haven't been able to monetize it to the point where... It is a valid income yeah. for an adult approaching 40 who needs to pay for his family and support mm-hmm. his family. No, I get that. So on Twitch, the similar sort of thing happened where initially I felt really funny about the idea when I got affiliate status of people giving me money. Uh, but actually it is people demonstrating, I value what you do. I want you to continue doing it. Here is a thing. But when I... And people have got the choice to not as well. You don't have to. That's no kind of the key bit. That's the, that's, that's the bit that blows my mind is when people yeah. get angry about it. It's like, that's fine. Yeah. Don't but, then. No. If, you, if you don't think it's, it's worth it, people are like, it's not worth paying. It's like... Don't, well, then. don't that's, then. Right, that's fine. I'm not going to be angry. <laughs> I'm still going to engage you still watch with it you live for free. Yeah, exactly. You're still valued. Yeah. But so I, when <laughs> when they started to give me money, I went. Well, look. If you're actually giving me money, you should get something for that. So I now do several things where if if they subscribe at twenty four ninety, I'm just insane. I do a stream once a month where I actually play the games with them. So I'm Correct. so we're directly playing yeah, together, yeah, and that's yeah, lovely yeah, yeah. for anybody who's a subscriber. Once a month, they get an email from me, which is two of my YouTube videos a week and a half early. Yep. And once a month, they get a video no one has ever seen and no one ever will. It's private. So I sent out last month to subscribers a video of the first ever game battle at the first ever live Go 8-Bit show. Oh, wow. I've, got a, I've got a really shitty video of it. Yeah. And I thought, if you subscribe to me and you like Go 8-Bit, you know what I'm about, give you that. And at the time, on the community forum, a few people expressed their frustration that there was sort of becoming this sort of two-tier hierarchy thing within it. Right. But my... And and it's and my position was, yeah, but I've, I'm giving up 15 hours a week doing it. I've yeah. got no fucking money. Yeah. So if you'll give me money, I'll rub your tummy because yeah. I've yeah, got. Completely. I have to make this. If you're if you're and and if you're upset, you can't have that. the five minute long video once a month. Yeah. The alternative is I don't do the 10 hours a week I'm doing because yeah. I can't fucking afford to do it. Yeah. And it's just it's That's w- it. it's think... weird at that level to not understand. I I don't just exist to amuse you I've got, that I've was, got it's got to pay money exactly and that was the bit of advice I gave the hardcore listing guys when they were starting a patron because it's not for me I've I've, I've looked at it the yeah, way yeah, yeah, the yeah. way my things work I've got the balance I like yeah, yeah. but that doesn't mean I'm against anything and the thing I said to those guys was look if you do it it has to be additional 
yeah. content. It yeah, can't yeah, yeah. be, oh, you've had it for free for a year. Now, all the support you've given us to get to this level, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you can go, that support's great. Here's some more stuff. If if I've got money, I've got time to do more stuff. And that's yeah. exactly the same. It's yeah. going, here's, I'm not taking anything away from you. No. But and yeah. the alternative is, if I don't get paid, I can't fucking do it, mate. Exactly. I've got to feed my kids. But, well, so, <laughs> I mean, it's a good point to uh, to mention now that the beauty in the, in the digital age is that you can go b- b- back and watch all of Go 8-Bit on, 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 the, on the Dave um, online. Yeah, yeah. But I can't think of what the... It's UK not, TV Play. That's it. On, thing, yeah, yeah. on the UK TV Play. And that's great because, again, I think it is the kind of show that on a Sunday... Or whatever else you can watch, an it's a good binge al- watching your almost unacceptable amount of episodes because yeah. it's just computer games and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. enjoyable and interaction and jokes and yeah, messing yeah, about. Yeah. It's not oh, there's this big story arc or narrative or this. That. It's like just you will not be required to think once. get through. So yeah. <laughs> there is that, and again, hopefully a full series. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is going on? What is 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 Wi-Fi Wars and 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 the other ones that you've started to do outside of Guy? But in fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstly, just it's coming to mind now. Is there a plan to do any live go eight bits, or is it is that so? Is that owned now or there, married yeah, to Dave? There, there may be. Oh, it's not. It's not Dave. Um, so, in, t- in terms of where I'm at now, one one thing I'm doing now is trying to build this online audience, and really the YouTube videos I'm really making just to advertise the fact I'm doing online stuff and bringing them over to Twitch. Yeah. But I'm trying to build up a point where. I, with a, I've actually got Twitch to the point now where if I do six hours a week after the series finishes, I get paid minimum wage to do Twitch. Yeah, so the, so, yeah, yeah. so I go, that's a base to build from. That's nice. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is get to a point where it's a, it's a proper money for doing yeah, it regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's fine. I'm getting paid and it's a proper job. Yeah, but that exists as a thing to do around everything. Um, Again, a, to highlight that it's a proper job, from talking to Daniel Zach, because he's got a certain amount of his fan base who are in America, he does certain days of the week where he's on American time. He'll start play, he'll, he'll play yeah, through the night and yeah, things yeah. like that. Cause he's like, well, that's where the audience is. So yeah. it's not as simple as, are oh, you just sitting around playing games? It's like, no, it's scheduled. It's oh, if, you, if you're going to build an audience on Twitch, you, you've got, these are the times I do it and you have to be there regularly yeah. because if you, if one week you're not there, they'll go and find someone okay, else, else, and, and and someone else and fill that gap. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what going on the side, but then you were, you're asking about live and what else. Yes. I do. And the main thing that I do outside of go eight bit is live shows. And there, there is, Wife, uh, there's Wi-Fi Wars, the video game game show show, uh, a sketch night with Sam Pamphlon, yep. a comedy night, um, and a new thing we're doing called Pub Quiz. And I can explain all those in a bit more. But basically, all of those shows are a reaction to my experience of spending three years working towards Go 8-Bit as a TV show and trying to get back to what I actually enjoyed doing and how, yeah. I, and how I enjoyed having fun. So Go 8-Bit, Series 1, I the money was so bad. Yeah. And in Series 2... Um, in a partial exchange to be remunerated more adequately for our effort and investment in time in that show, we, uh, myself and Sam, gave away the live rights to Great Bit right. in exchange for more money to pay for heating. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's a that's um, something I'm entirely comfortable with. I'm very yeah. happy with that because yeah. um, I needed the money. Yeah. But so Go 8-Bit now, both as an IP and as a live proposition, no longer has anything to do with me, which is weird. I had to give up my baby. Uh, yeah. in, or, in order to get the TV show, which was a worthwhile. I was going to say it's the it's the a dragon's dead moment. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they, it's, it's, they wanted a hundred percent. Yeah, for... <laughs> we're going to give you, but what I add makes it far more, and you get your dream gets because again, yeah. it is worth remembering that this is you've 
you've got a proper show on TV and that. Yeah, and and, and, and Frank and Frankly, you know for I mean? these ten, yeah, it's amazing. And, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and depending on who you ask, it might be as good as Games Master. Yeah. And as someone who likes Games Master, that's like some people fucking hate it, that's and that's right, fine too. Yeah. But so that's there. But that now exists really as a platform that is a TV advert for everything else I do, and like yeah. that's the relationship I have with it. Is it that show exists and is what it is? Yeah. But it's the best chance I've got of going. Oh look, I'm Steve. I'm funny and play games. Come and give me money at things. But that's what's cl- clever as well because. The beauty of a show like that is in the format. That's yep. what you've come up with yeah, and yeah, you've yeah. got. Yeah. So it's not a case of anything else you put your passions into is going to have a negative effect on that because you've come up with it. You're now at the point where you, yeah. you, you can just turn up and do the job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not one where it's like, oh, I fuck, I fuck that off. That just pays the bills or whatever. It's like, yeah. no, you've perfected that yeah, so yeah. now you can go here's the other things i want to do here's yeah. the, the things i want to craft yeah and, and that's and, and point towards it yeah and the, and the main first one of those was this show wi-fi wars and what yeah. really the, the beautiful thing about with the with the journey of go eight bit the beautiful thing is very very early on just just after we signed the development deal for go eight bit for television um a lovely man called rob sedgebeer who actually was the boyfriend of a fan of me and sam's when we did sketch comedy amazing came up to it yeah it was, yeah it's so serendipitous all yeah. of these things and um rob came up and said i've invented this thing that you might be interested in using in your live show and what he'd got at the time was he'd got a version of pong that he could put the game on the screen and beam controls to people's phones wirelessly. Right. Um, wow. worked with about six people. Yeah. And, but you didn't have to install anything. You just went to a web page and it did this sort of thing in the room. So he rigs a Wi-Fi network in the room. Yeah. And you were going on your phone, whatever smartphone you've got, connect to the Wi-Fi network, go to a web address we tell you, and then we do cool shit on your phone. But Amazing. it started off six people playing Pong. Um, and then over the course of that first year of development, it became... Pong working with the entire audience, which was 180 people in Edinburgh. Um, and also they would then vote on who they thought was going to win. So during the show, as a live show, the audience score points for guessing correctly who's going to win. Amazing. So they actually win yeah, the show it. by yeah, playing yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of got lost in the transition of TV. But that voting mechanic you see in the TV show is the Wi-Fi Wars. Yeah, yeah. But what no one ever did was recognise the value of Rob Sedgebury's technology and buy him out. So me and Sam sold the format and go 8-bit. Yeah. But Rob Sedgebury and his technology were never invested or acquired by anybody because they, the non gaming people who were developing that television show didn't recognize the inherent value in that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so what that meant was when go eight bit drifted away as a live proposition and I was left with what I wanted to do uh, myself and Rob had a chat and went, let well, where could we go with this? And again, purely by luck, uh, the day before we filmed the Go 8-Bit TV pilot, we did our regular residency at the Backyard Comedy Club then in London. And we were told to cancel it because we were doing the TV show, but we didn't want to because we got a loyal live audience yeah. that we wanted to do the show for. Um, and we used to do a thing in the live show where we put a comedian on a virtual reality roller coaster in a headset Amazing. and made them try to do their set whilst holding a tray of champagne glasses. Great. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was really fun. And it just happened. Somebody from the Royal Institution Christmas Lectures was at that gig. So they then said to us, "Could we're doing VR as part of the Christmas lectures. Would you come and do that experiment on a kid as part of the thing? And we were like, fucking hell, the Christmas lectures. Like, Because for us, that's yeah. you, you either know about the Christmas lectures or are obsessed with it or you have no idea what it is. Right. But it's a big deal. Michael Faraday set it up in the 1820s. It's been going every year ever oh, since. Wow. Um, and so we got to be in the 2014 Christmas lectures doing this silly little thing as part of that. Yeah. And then they said to us, is there anything else you'd like to do with us because it was really cool it was really fun and we said well rob's invented this thing that we use at the show where people log in and play games we could do a talk about that 
And they they said, yeah, that'd be amazing. So And they immediately went, well, we'll put it in the summer programme. It's like this prestigious run of, so like scientists and astronauts yeah, going to yeah, give talks. Yeah. And they said, come and do that. And we went, yeah, cool, we'll do that. But at the time, all we had was Pong working with 150 people yeah. and a vote. So we just told them we could do it. And then Rob had to retrospectively invent a new technology that allowed us to do the talk. Yeah, yeah. So the, the 2015, <laughs> he managed to get it working where... I think we had about 350 people in the room and we played, I think, five games over the hour, one of which we tried to do didn't work, but we got away with it and did it. Yeah. And then we sort of went, OK, well, what else can we do with this? So uh, we'd got a show at that point. So we did it up in at the at Edinburgh as Wi-Fi Wars, yeah. sort of Go 8-Bit Presents Wi-Fi yeah. Wars. Um, and that went on tour. And we're now at the point where initially it was all things like the votes. You got two buttons on your phone and went yes or no. So Pong was up or down. Yeah. But Rob then started to add more buttons, add more button presses. We do track and field where everybody goes left, right, left, right, left, right and runs and, and sort of accumulates everybody's running. Oh, but wow. now Rob beams games into their phones. So we've got everything from like a version of Snake, the early phone game, to yeah. an actual 3D first person shooter that's a multiplayer deathmatch. They all play against each other. Oh, like the wow. networking skill of what he's done is incredible. Yeah, that sounds um, insane. We do virtual reality a flight simulator. So if you've got a Google Cardboard, we can beam VR to your phone. You don't have to install anything. That's amazing. Um, oh, it's sick. And so we've got about four hours worth of games now we could do four hour long shows of it um with all of this different stuff he's done but the latest thing he's done which is the thing that we're really excited about and which we're working towards is rob uh, for because we've done three annual lectures at the ri now we're doing our fourth this summer because we we have a residency there our residency <laughs> our comedy insane, residency is in the library at the royal institution it's yeah. in mayfair it's fucking insane um but uh, so yeah, we're yeah. now at the point where rob for the July show last year in the summer programme, I said, could you make the audience compete against people watching online? But I asked him to do it the day before the lecture. <laughs> and he did it. And so for our third lecture, oh, wow. we did three video games with the venue competing versus the world live. And I broadcast it on Mate. Periscope yeah. from my phone. So literally, I'm on my phone going, hello, everyone. Welcome. If you're watching this, I'm at the Royal Institution. There's all the people. Yeah. Go to this web address, log in, and you're going to play games against them. And we did it live. And what that's now become, um, again, the Royal Institution give us the Sunday room uh, yeah. every week. So after go each week, we do a live online version of Wi-Fi Wars. So we now let anyone from anywhere in the world watch a live broadcast where they all play games against each that. other yeah. and win points. And like we, we give them a game if they win the show overall. So let's send them a Steam code for a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what it means is that uh, we're now in a position where we can broadcast a essentially a live television show um, where an audience can watch it live in an environment, yeah. but also we can broadcast it live globally yeah. um, just off of a computer and everybody watching can directly interact with and affect the outcome of the show. That's amazing. So this it? July's show at the Royal Institution, uh, the one thing we don't do when we stream is have multi-cam. Yep. So we're going to have, uh, I think, three or four cameras in the venue. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to mic the audience so you get an ambient sound of them yeah, cheering yeah, yeah. things. But we're gonna, we, we are going to attempt, with me hosting and doing all the chutzpah stuff, and Rob operating it, broadcast to broadcast standard a HD television show from a live environment where the entire planet can play along with it oh, and amazing. other than sorting that's out the insane. cameras and the mixing yeah that that's where he's got to and if if there's if there's anything that the journey and the the, the frustrations of the journey that go it was that's beautiful is recognizing in the boyfriend of a fan of mine the value of what they did and wanting to invest my time in nurturing that relationship and exploring it with him yeah. for no obvious financial gain or reason because it's yeah. so niche we are now in this position where 
Our intention is if we can get that working for July, which we should, we will then be in a position where if we can get a small studio place in London, yeah. we can, we can broad, if you've got an idea for a show, yeah. um, we can just, you can come into a space and immediately broadcast globally your idea for a show, yeah. immediately have an archive video, because we mix it as live through the yeah, sort of streaming amazing. software. Um, and you can do any sort of format show you've got, you can do, have instant feedback from an audience. Yeah. So we're sort of, we're sort of working on this idea as a way to, um, sort of that instant you live interaction. You don't have you don't need to have loads of money or have an executive spoil your idea. Yeah, to yeah. Um, make real your idea for what your thing could be, and that that's the thing that, that's actually where me and Rob have come to because Go Eight Bit was so much about losing control and having to give over your idea to a group of people to make it make sense on commercial and their terms. Yeah, yeah. and actually by just chasing this weird thing of playing games with people in a room what it's actually brought me and rob through to partly as a reaction to the experience of great bit but also by just doing what we found interesting and exciting we're now in a position to hopefully allow anybody else who goes on that journey that we've been on to not have to jump through those frustrating hoops that we did completely um so it's actually becoming less about us doing things directly and more about ways we can make that creative that, that sort of ideas and creation thing allow you to have a purity of your idea that, that, that is impossible yeah. in, in television. And because, I think, I think yeah. that's ever more evident in podcasting, in Twitch, in all these other things. I've talked before about how I, I never like the term of, oh, this particular artist is underrated. So, mm. No, because in general, b- b- by their fan base... They're hugely rated, yeah, yeah. and that's the important part. Yeah. And being happy with that, rather than going, how do I appeal to the the masses? Yeah, I mean, often, I'll t- I'll t- I'll often exactly the masses I- are fucking idiots. Yeah, so you don't want to appeal to. But what what podcasts and what Twitch and what everything that you were saying there is is it democratizes. You, you can make it and then find the audience. Well, you can make yeah, what yeah, the yeah. art is and then go, who is the audience? Rather, than, and I think that's happening with TV more with a lot of the Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that. Is yeah. no. You create the piece of art, yeah. and then you find out what the audience is. You, you don't go. We need to make something for four o'clock or for, for nine p.m. on a Thursday, yeah. and this audience eighteen to this is like, no, yeah. we've got something great. We're going to make it and find who the audience yeah. We'll work is. out who likes it. Yeah. But un- underrated is a great word to focus on because me and Sam used to get underrated a lot when we were a double act, and me and Rob get that now that we're doing this this sort of wife or stuff. And under it's yeah. still quite under the radar. Is all underrated is anyone who says something is underrated. They're assuming a position of superiority because their, their their perception of how valued or important or good your thing is, yeah. it's their opinion that fucking matters. Because yeah. re- underrated just means you think you're more important than the people that are enjoying it. Yeah. And so actually you're coming in and blessing it with your fucking aura yeah. and yeah, saying exactly. it's value. And it isn't. Underrated just means you're arrogant if you're saying it. Completely. That's all underrated I, means. I couldn't agree more. I could- I, I could agree with it. and the key to enjoying what you do and all that kind of thing is is to to respect those that do rate it to respect yeah. the audience who are like oh my god that sounds amazing that's mind blowing yeah. um well that's perfect we're kind of we're over 70 minutes n- now so I'll, I'll st- start to wrap things up um at the end I'll get where people can keep up to date with you but just just one question that came to mind as you were talking about that the beauty of 300 people in the room all playing a game yeah. together. Something me and my mate Chris discuss a lot because I took him along to try out a load of, of, of VR stuff. Right, and we right. got invited into, I think it was, it was 
a, a universal or somewhere and they had a load of different ones for us to try out and play with and i ended up getting the playstation vr and i think it's amazing and we discussed a lot how worried we were for the future of arcades in i mean right, in general yeah, yeah. arcades have died hugely but i grew up in arcades i yeah, loved yeah. arcades well one of my greatest boasts as a kid was i was convinced me and my brother were the first british people to complete the Simpsons arcade game because we were on holiday in America the day it came out right, right, and we right. sat in an arcade and completed it and it wasn't in the UK yet and we were like, yeah. what are the chances or anyone else has done, done this? Yeah. Exactly. So, but that worried us. And th- things that we discussed are things l- like uh, what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Essentially being an arcade, a crowd all playing together. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's a couple of places in America now where it's essentially a warehouse and say 30 people can going and it's a vr experience for 30 of you and you're all moving around and you can engage in the vr obviously ar augmented reality is even more viable in that respect because you've got that safety of you can see your surroundings so what do you kind of think the future is is the future going completely introverted and sitting in your living room to engage through twitch or for everything else or is there ways like the show's that you're putting on where yeah. it can be a communal experience and it can be going down the arcades with your mates. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Cause I think everything, everything became so really th- things like things like Twitch and also things like Wi-Fi wars and, and those are things are, are a reaction to the homogenization of entertainment. So yeah. everything became big platforms and, you know, we got to the point where we've got, um, oh, what's it fucking called? Simon Cowell's thing. X Factor. Yeah, whatever that's yeah, called. yeah, yeah. X Factor. The voice or what, one yeah, of them. Yeah, all that. Um, so there, we, Britain's t- got a voice. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, so TV <laughs> sort of ha- is having this last hurrah of appointment to view television. Yeah. Um, but actually so much of that feels so similar and feels because it's trying to be commercial it's doing the same sort of job that you do get this reaction against it which is it is podcasting and it is twitch it's all these things where like you said you you create a thing and then the people that want it will find it and find that value and it is these little niche pockets and it's everything is richer and more nuanced so you say like there isn't arcades there are there's there is there's the four quarters in um is it peckham the four quarters right there's um the heart of gaming those guys have been running a few different places in london there's things like the national video game oh, that's arcade a, up in a, leicester a week or two ago i went to my local arcades in, in south end which is, is where i went to school and yeah, used yeah, to play yeah, the yeah. fist of the north star arcade game and all sorts and i was stunned because there are there are, are modern new games there's yeah. new games for new films and i just yeah. assumed it had all stopped and yeah. Admittedly, they were empty when I was in there, yeah. but they were still making them. And, they are, yeah. Well, Japan, it's still a thing. I was going to say, because what thing. prompted me to do that was when I was in America last year and I went in a... There's an arcade chain that's got... It's two people's names. It's not Frankie and Benny. That's the restaurant right, over right. here. But it's, it's something yeah, like yeah. that. And that... I went in there and was like, oh, shit. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy arcade game and there's this yeah, and there's yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. admittedly, most of them are finding a way for you to not be able to play at home so there's either a gun you hold or a car you sit in or whatever else but yeah, yeah, yeah. that excited me because i thought they'd just just gone so yeah. it's nice to know that they haven't yeah well also it's about it, 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 you know like pri- the pr- price of everything the value of nothing thing yeah. it's it's about all of these things finding their place there's um center for computing history in cambridge which i've done a couple of events at sort of hosted some things and that is this weird little place on an industrial state outside cambridge and it's got like upstairs they've got this library of almost every game ever and they've got Amazing. most machines there and they do talks and things but it's a ru- it's a wonderful thing and I, lo- I love it with all my heart it's a rundown piece of shit as a building right. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it yeah. will never be glamorous yeah. but 
it exists a lot on volunteers and on donations of games from people who are passionate about those things and a small but loyal community of people who are interested in the sorts of events and and talks and things that go on there. And actually, you could argue that the computing history, as an example, the Computing History Museum in Cambridge, you could argue as an example of how actually there isn't a market for that stuff and it's dead, but that's because you're coming at it as if you've got to be fucking Disney whenever you do anything. And you haven't. There are enough people give a fuck about that particular thing that that place can exist by the generosity of the people who are passionate about it and it can serve them in the way they need it. And it has value. It doesn't have to be appealing to the the mainstream. It's, it's, It's what the BBC was built on, the fact that it should be creating... It's it, you know it can have those big commercial pop hits, but it should be creating art because it yeah. wouldn't have been created otherwise. Yeah, the, These things that wouldn't exist, and there is some audience for them. Yeah, you, you, you're never going to have the Trocadero in on Leicester Square, yeah. seven stories or whatever it was of fucking video games ever again. Yeah, because people can play games at home and things, but that doesn't mean there isn't environments where if you're into that, there are places you can go and engage yeah. in that and, and and enjoy it. Um, it it's fine that it's not a multi-million dollar thing. Yeah. That isn't yeah. what success or value is. Yeah. That isn't yeah. that it doesn't have to be that. But I think we got so blinded by the idea that you've got to It's gotta be this 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 huge thing. I always remember and it's a good example to kind of leave it on, but I mentioned a Jim Smallman earlier and mm. he's got a a wrestling company. As I mentioned a lot, I go through them a lot, progress wrestling. And I talked to him because I went to one, I was like, have you ever talked on about doing it on TV or anything mm. else? This is like he's like Mate, at the moment, are we doing it once a month in Camden? Yeah. Seven hundred cap, which is mind blowing to us, yeah. and it sells out yeah. in ten minutes. Yeah. It's like that's enough. I'm doing, it I'm, doesn't have yeah. to be competing with the WWE or no. on TV or no. whatever else. It's like that's enough. I love it. I do it with my mates. Everyone that yeah. comes absolutely adores it. We've not got those people who are there because they've been told it's good and not enjoying it. It's yeah. the the people who love it and. And but, that's enough. It's the same it, with I, podcasting. Yeah. Again, I, 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 lot, I, I know Jim quite well because Jim, Jim I know from the comedy circuit yeah. and, uh, and things like that. He actually did a video gaming live shop in Edinburgh a few years ago called yeah. Gamer Gamer, which was great, and he was a brilliant host of it. Yeah, yeah, because um, he's a, a, a massive he's a gamer. Huge he's gamer. Got huge gamer. Tattoos of loads of his games. Yeah. But, his but game the thing, the, the progress wrestling thing is a perfect example. Is that he did that out of passion, and he's built this thing up, and it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, and like you said, everyone who's going to it is exactly the thing they want it to be the people who are running it and managing to make a living off that and making it work, yeah. why let someone who's never been to a wrestling match in their fucking life but happens to have an important job in telly yeah. ruin it? Yeah. For the sake of what? Everybody involved in it who's passionate about it is getting what they want out of yeah, it. It's it working. It doesn't have to be on the fucking telly. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. It's not actually the be-all and end-all. Completely. I, I've, I've been, been, been saying it a, a lot recently because I'm getting more and more kind of approaches from different areas. But I have people ask about the podcast and like, oh, would it be, oh, it'd be, great if you did it as a tv show this that. it's like be no, fucking dreadful as a it TV is what show. it's meant to be it's already achieving it i get to live the dream of this particular project because mm. it's got there and it's continuing there it's it's not everything has to be a means to an end it has to be a, a stepping stone to to becoming this it's Just, it's, it's there it exists the desperation it. to appropriate it is horrific yeah it's crazy well th- Thank you very much for inviting me in. And yeah, exactly. It's the way it should be. So, so where can people keep up to date on Wi-Fi Wars and all the other ones you kind of mentioned? Yeah, I mean the best best thing. Like, I mean, there's so much stuff in there, and there's other stuff I've not even touched on. But if you go to Steve McNeil, S T E V E M C N E I L dot co dot uk, all my stuff's on there. Perfect. And you're on Twitter and all over the over the place, and Twitch and everything. So yeah, thank you very much for chatting. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, man.
You've been listening to Squibbish Picks Discretion Pieces. There we go. That was episode 194 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Guys, I've got to warn you, I am bringing the fire Well, when it comes to podcast in the coming weeks and months. As I record this intro, I've got back on this, on, I'm recording it on the Saturday. I recorded a podcast this morning. I recorded a podcast last night. Both of them are two of the best I've done and two of the most important I've ever done. Tomorrow is Sunday, is Mother's Day, I'm kicking it with my mum, hanging out. Then at the moment, it looks like I'm going to be recording a podcast on Monday, recording another one on Tuesday, then recording two on Wednesday. And you know I'm all about, after the Rutger Bregman one, you know I'm all about that leisure time, but these are just such good guests that I'm, it's impossible to, to say no to them. I say no to guests all the time. I say no to a lot of guests, but these are all just absolute gold so i won't say too much until they're out and available but there's some great ones to come in fact i will tell you actually next week's one because that's that's recorded i'm joined by patrice colours who was the one of the founding members of black lives matter um the movement the hashtag everything and we go in deep with an amazing conversation that you're going to adore um really powerful stuff from an amazing woman i'm so pleased to get onto her schedule while she, as she was in the UK. She was literally in the UK for a matter of days without a moment spare. So every slot was filled and I was lucky enough to get in there. The day that I had chatted with her, she had been on BBC TV and BBC radio that day. And next up was this little old podcast. So delighted with that one and excited for you all to hear that. But yeah, that that is the standard. We're just going out there with some absolute goals. So check that out next week. Subscribe, review, tell your friends, spread the word. I don't I say this too often anymore, but it's important. A word of mouth is important. So, so thank you all for that. Um, end of the month, March 31st, we are back at We Are Lizards at the book club. Come along to that. Me, uh, Stu and Chris from Hardcore Listing will be DJing, as will I. Uh, we've got Block Party DJ set. We've got... DJ Destruction, we've got Push Music, it's going to be gold. So come along to that at the book club on March 31st. I'm sure I'll talk about more in the coming weeks, but until then, have a good one, and I'll see you next week. Ta-ta!